<laughs> I actually want to start this episode with an apology. Right, okay. I'm really sorry for... You stormed out, you slammed my door, my door's broke, it's off the hinges. I'm really sorry for walking out on you guys. I've, I was emotionally uh, scarred in team. I've been to rehab for six months, and uh, I hope we can uh, we can all move move together and create this, this brand new episode, man. See, when you feel that fear, that's when you move into it, because that's when a, a breakthrough can be made. You know, yeah. move into the fear. You've got to expand when you feel fear, whereas the instinct is to, to yeah. contract. Yeah, but dude. you've got to expand. So just remember, when you feel the fear, expand, move into it. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Thanks, man. You know something? I think I think to, to bind it all together, let's let's put on a movie. Let's put on Save the Date. I've got one right here. I've got a copy right here. <laughs> Save the fucking date, man. <laughs> Let's enjoy save the date. Save the date. Right, fucking credits. <laughs> art cinema, art cinema. Art cinema. Art cinema. Art cinema. Art cinema. Art Art Cinema Fart Cinema was recorded before a live studio audience. Hello! Welcome to Art Cinema Fart Cinema. This episode is Self-Medicating Rocker Boys in Trouble Part Part 2. We've got a guest. I'm Nadim. I'm not the guest, I'm just Nadim. I'm not the guest, I'm just Simon. And he is the guest, he is... Cameron. Cameron Welcome. is our exchange student. We actually let go one of our other interns and uh, sent for Cameron. Cameron comes all the way from Tunisia. <laughs> is it Tunisia, is that right? Uh, no, Thailand. Thailand. I'm there for the... I forget. <laughs> I forget. We're going to bleep out that word. <laughs> <laughs> Save the date, what's it about? You're, you like doing this bit, don't you, Nadim? What's it about? Save the date. Right, uh, I'll be honest, man. Save the date's a fucking... It's a, it's a rom-com, but it's not very rom and it's not very calm. It's, it's kind a, of nothing. It's, it's more a like shit. a... It's more like a... Sh- <laughs> <laughs> it's not as bad. Right. Lizzie Kaplan. Okay, so it stars Lizzie Kaplan and Alison Brie. Alison Brie being the woman from... Community, Annie from Community, and the main character in Netflix's TV show Glow, and she's also in Mad Men as so Pete's wife. We're getting the picture. You like Alison Brie? Okay? Alison Brie, you I, like her? You I like, like her. I like parts of her. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> what I meant is I like when she's being directed well as an actress. When she's so in Community, great written character. In Mad Men, brilliant character. In Glow, I haven't seen Glow, but she seems pretty cool. And then Save the Date. She's f***ing shit. Uh, so we've got Lizzie Kaplan, we've got... I'm actually going to refer to them by their actor names because I can't be remembering their names as, as characters. Yeah. So this is a rom-com. It stars, or it doesn't star, it's about Lizzie and Alison, who are sisters. They're both involved romantically with two men who are also in a rock band. Wolf uh, related Called Wolf, Wolf Mother. Bird. Oh, Wolf Bird. <laughs> is Wolf, Wolf Mother a band? Wolf Mother's a band. It's a yeah. band. Wolf Bird, which is a fucking shit name. That's why I thought. I thought Wolf that's the Bird. worst band ever. <laughs> anyway, so they're in, the, these two guys are in a band called Wolf Bird. One of them is getting married to Alison Brie and one of them is in a relationship with Lizzie. And <clears throat> I'm boring myself. This movie sucks, dude. 
So the the guy Jeffrey Arend, one of the rock, he's the members. singer, guitar dude, while the other guy plays the drums. It's like the White Stripes, and uh, yeah. So the <laughs> the guy decides to he's going to propose in front of the crowd. He's going to get down off the stage and then propose in front of everyone, and it's going to be great. Uh, and everyone around this uh, neglects to, to to stop him, and he does it, and it's a disaster. It gets filmed and put on the internet. He goes viral, man. The viral moment that his heart got pulled out. And then Lizzie uh, carries on with some other dude called Mark. Mark Webber. <laughs> I don't know what his real... Yeah, Jonathan in the... In jo- the Jonathan! Jonathan is the name of him in the, in the, in the movie. Because she, she has a bookshop and he's the regular there that stalks her. In and, the bookshop, uh, yeah. And then apparently they fall in love and then they have a baby and then... Uh, she gets uh, pregnant and she's getting pregnant just in time to ruin the wedding of Alison Bree's character. Oh, yeah, then Alison Bree's getting married. But You're just stealing focus oh. from my wedding with your I'm pregnant bullshit. See you if know. you just take, like, rom-com... Take, take rom-com fucking cliches <laughs> and, just, and just round them up and put them in a blender and then just put them into a fucking movie. This is that movie. Like, there's a wedding. There's, oh, we're going wedding ship dress shopping. And then there's fucking like, oh, the sisters fall out. Then the sisters make up. Yeah. And then, oh, I, I don't like the ex-boyfriend. Oh, I have sex with my ex-boyfriend. Yeah, there's, there's oh, loads of... There's, my boyfriend's a rock star. I, I like the... But the I scene. end up with a normal guy. Oh, the two guys are fighting over me. Oh, <laughs> All the stuff. <laughs> All the stuff about how she's bringing the new date to meet the, the bandmate and her sister. And uh, Jeffrey Arend character texts saying... What does he look like? Oh, don't tell me, or something like that. And I'm just like, what's the point in even sending that message? I like these little details. That's funny. <laughs> right, so I don't even remember that. Yeah. So, no. so let's get clear here. I didn't like this film very much. And by very much, I mean, like, not at all. You're, you're, you're officially putting your name. I'm Nadim, and I didn't like that film very much. It's like an official kind of statement. I'm, I'm from just putting a big old rubber it. stamp on the face of Alison Brie on the DVD box. <laughs> <laughs> don't like this film Cameron did you like this film um, it was the biggest pile of shit I've ever watched in my life with, a, vo- with a voice break <laughs> Simon and, however I like it and I'm glad that I've uh, this is a Gen X guy punishing millennials with formulaic rom-com <laughs> you definitely punished me in <laughs> Yeah. See, I like rom-coms for the fact that they're formulaic and it's a, a question of like where where does the argument lie to actually bring this film out? You know, you've got to you've got to you know almost like defend the how you you know like how do you go through that? You know, it's it's a way that there's always tension in the third act as well. Mm. Like there's the tension. Are will they? Won't they? Make up. But who by cares? The I film. really don't like. So so we've been through this with uh, films like what is it? What's the one with Meg Ryan orgasming uh, when Harry met Sally? <laughs> <laughs> When Meg Ryan orgasms in the in I haven't China. seen that film. There's probably a lot of Oh, this. wait, is that the favourite? Is that where she's at yeah, the um, yeah. diner? And she's like, yes! And then yes. the old woman, the old woman who's the director's mother, Rob Reiner's mother, the old woman sitting across goes, I'll have what she's having. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, so... I feel like I've seen that parody, but I haven't actually ever seen When Harry Met Sally. Yeah, so, like, basically, after When Harry Met Sally came out, how many other films go through exactly the same Same fucking shit. Well, they won't, they... Oh, they really won't because they've really fallen out. Oh, no, they're back together again. Oh, but she's having a baby. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. But then she doesn't know who the dad is. But she hasn't told him who the dad is either.
This is a section of the, the episode that I'm going to call <clears throat> My Sensitivity. What's your sensitivity, Simon? So I went through a period where I couldn't challenge myself to watch anything. I uh, do that sometimes. Yeah, yeah, I, I do that. Uh, and, and, uh, I watch Adam Sandler movies when I do that. I don't watch <laughs> fucking rom-coms, Simon. No, I watched this one and I watched uh, How Do You Know with uh, Reese Witherspoon. And Jack I Nicholson's last movie. Stuck on you... Uh, Stuck in Love. Sorry, that's what it's called. Stuck Greg. in you. Stuck in you. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Stuck in Love with Greg Kinnear, which is a really ridiculous film in, in a lot of I think you told me about this before. Yeah, it's a, it's a period in my life of gentle, slip on the, the comfortable... Mumblecore. It's not yeah. really mumblecore, is it? No, well, it is actually a little bit. It's like, this is... Save the Day is kind of a mumblecore-ish rom-com. Yeah, I think what I hate about films like this is that this is like it's not an art house rom-com but it's certainly like a independent quirky rom-com that, yeah. that smart people enjoy but I mean, it's, uh, it's shit it's not like there's a bit where they have an argument in front of a lingerie shop and I was like ooh symbolism well done like, it's, oh it sucks man <laughs> your dirty laundry yeah. yeah like oh great symbolism film you fucking oh I don't know so Jeffrey Arend is in mm-hmm. this film as the rock star man he is in Garden State, which is similarly garbage. It's horrible. Vomit. That film. Yeah, that film sucks. He's also in. Well, can we throw back to Pledge this, please? He's Our first <laughs> episode. Coochies are fresh for all us. Remember that, guys? He's in 500 Days of Summer, and he's in Coochies Are Fresh, <laughs> <laughs> aka Pledge This in, in other countries. Yeah. So, like, the band, like, get, let's talk about the band because they're shit, right? They, they play a song that goes, babies. The whole song. Babies. And then that's the whole song. Yeah. <laughs> the most unrealistic part about that is that they're doing a pub gig, but there's about <laughs> 500 people, and 2,000 like, people yeah. in this pub. So I wrote down, who do they think they are? Metallica in the 80s <laughs> but it's, it was so bad I just couldn't stand it yeah, yeah. I, I can at least appreciate that the music in this is worse than the music in the Metallica <laughs> what was it when uh, later on he's uh, at another gig Jeffrey Aaron's signing stuff and I didn't know I didn't I didn't think if you'd be here you know I don't know if you'd show up it's like why because of what happened you know in the other town it's like you heard about that and then he finds out that uh, his failed proposals like gone viral and there's another band playing, and in the background it just seems to be Rinda 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 Rinda. I was like, why is every rock song fucking repetitive? We interrupt this podcast. Alison Brie actually comes up uh, and says, who are you? Like, uh, 
and sends them off. Jonathan, you know, comes to the shop, and she, you know, the sister comes along, sends off Jonathan. Like, what the fuck? You know, what are you doing talking to him? She actually reads immediately that there's actually something going there's on. There's a bit there. of chemistry. Bit there. of chemistry there. Well, we're we're told that there's chemistry. I Which this is film horrible. This film has no chemistry, no charisma, no charm. Well, it's it has like nothing. the <laughs> worst. This is the line. charmless piece of shit. Nah, come on, right? There's a nah. scene. There's a scene where Lizzie <laughs> is, uh, you know, in her shop, bent over. Uh, Doing like the whole putting, putting, putting books on a low shelf, oh. and Jonathan comes up, and the camera gets a swatch at her butt crack, uh, peeking, oh, at, the top, right. yeah, peeking yeah. at the top of her trousers. And uh, Jonathan like says, you know, hey, and she turns around, hey, Jonathan, is like, I wasn't looking at your butt crack. <laughs> he's just like, he's a creepy weirdo, that guy. He's a weirdo. Like, why, would he... you, why would you just say I wasn't looking at your butt crack? There's a romantic moment between those two characters where they're at an aquarium for some reason. And, and the most like, unrealistic aquarium like, on the planet. It's like a big like Dubai aquarium, like the most obscene thing I've ever seen. Bizarre, completely out of place with the whole film. And um, and then he goes, he goes to her, he's like, we villainize sharks too much. And I'm like, why did <laughs> Why does she like this guy? Like she's like, we villainize sharks. I feel bad for them. I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> like it's it just it does absolutely wimpy. One dude. of the worst lines ever, which I called, and it's. Uh, like oh why do you come here to get your books and not go to the university bookstore and I thought in my head all he's going to say is but you don't work at the university oh, bookstore and he said it at that point I walked out my room and just went and got something to drink and I missed like maybe five ten minutes and I don't think I missed anything in point no. oh my god yeah yeah there's some absolute killer dialogue in this movie as well there's a moment where Lizzie Kaplan's character goes uh oh boner alert the cat watches them have sex and then at the end of the sex scene, she goes, Jonathan, you have a giant penis. <laughs> and Jonathan bursts into laughter and kind of like a smug sort of, like, I know, yeah, I, I totally know. do. <laughs> That's right, I'm a fucking weirdo. And then, and then later on, there's a blowjob scene and um, she, like, as, he, as she goes down on him, she goes, your dick tastes like Merlot. <laughs> one of the fucking worst lines I've ever heard. Brilliant. Oh, well done. It actually well gave me done. physical pain. So during that first sex scene, the, you've got a giant penis sex scene. Yeah. Uh, the music kind of goes through a phaser effect when he Does orgasms. It? Yeah. It's like, it's like, do, 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 do. And then he goes, oh, and orgasms. And the music goes, <laughs> To indicate that transformative power of the of, of the, the ejaculation, yeah, yeah. And actually, there's 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 several climax scenes in this film, and I'm not talking about like narrative structure. I'm talking like the good old fashioned climax uh, <laughs> at the very start when she's uh, going out with the rock star. When Lizzie Lizzie Kaplan's character is going out with the rock star, as he climaxes. Yeah, her face gets gradually more and more like unsatisfied and I was like that's kind of funny <laughs> did you notice though that when the rock star was doing her he had his socks on but when Jonathan was doing her she had her socks on symbolism <laughs> what is that Reacher and Settler whoever's wearing the socks is settling yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a lot there's a lot of focus on the feet in this section. <laughs> no, whoever's not wearing the socks is settling for the sock wearer. That's how it is. There is yeah. a lot of focus on the feet during Tarantino this secretly directed this, but thought, <laughs> no, 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 don't put my name on it. I don't want anyone to know I directed this piece of shit. So my alias will be, who is the director of this anyway? Mike Mahon. Mike Mahon. I think his name is Mike Mahon. <laughs> Mahon, Mahon. Or Man. Michael Mohan. Michael Mohan. I don't know. Mike Mohan. Uh, okay, right. Mike so, Mohan hasn't released anything of note since. Right. Thank f- for that. 
Thank fuck for that. Actually, so, I, think, I think he makes it. He's, he's a creator of a TV show now. Like, I don't know what it's called. I don't care. Self-medicating rocker boys in trouble. Jeffrey Arendt is our self-medicating rocker boy in trouble in this film. Just Correct. to make that clear. And he is the Afroed McLovin. And he uh, <laughs> he drinks heavily. At one point, a fan just wants to talk to the guy from Wolfburg. You're from that band, right? And he's like, no, no, no. And he just get the fuck out of my face. You know, he just gets angry and tells her, you know, get, and then, then he obviously has that moment of, oh, I feel really bad now. But he's heavily drinking. I don't remember that. Yeah, no, he's, he's heavily... drinking whiskey at the bar and he's yeah. just leaving the fuck alone. Oh, yeah. Leave okay, me okay. the fuck alone. <laughs> also, when he goes through his healing process where you see him writing a... Oh my god! That's all, the worst then, song I've ever heard. All of the mistakes I've made. <laughs> and he's like lighting up. He's like, Go on, then sing the whole thing. Because <laughs> I know you know it. <laughs> Simon sings this fucking song all, of the, all the time. Of made. <laughs> uh, no, so he, he's he's having a puff on something even while he's while he's. I thought it was a crack pipe. Yeah, it's a fucking yeah. crack pipe. Simon he's... collects stamps, and whenever he is going through his stamp collection with his tweezers and his magnifying glass, he's always singing that song. And I'm always like, Simon, what's the matter? You can... <laughs> Simon, you can speak to me. Simon, you can speak to me. Simon, this needs to stop. <laughs> Or he only communicates through song. At least you're allowed to see the stamp collection. He yeah. beats me with it. <laughs> That's true. He doesn't like he doesn't like the exchange students see the stamp collection. He's like, you want to see my fucking stamps? You really want to see my fucking stamps? Meme drone. Cinema Fart Cinema record it before an audience of stinking sheep. Uh, okay, so... It's probably a good time to talk about the fact that Lizzie Kaplan's character is also she's not just she's not just a bookstore girl, a manager of the bookstore. I thought it was a library. Library. I think they must have filmed it in a library. Um, it's not a bookstore. It is, also, a, it is a bookstore in the film, it? though. Yeah, uh, it's she's a bookstore not, film. Yeah. She's also an illustrative artist, and uh, one of the things I love about these sorts of films is that uh, people get an absurd level of comfort and success just laid on them really easily. Mm. So like It's a film. Lizzie Kaplan, you know, not only do you draw pictures, but you're going to get a one-man show in yeah. New York yeah. because your friend happens to own a little gallery. Yeah, but I mean, Tom Cruise is 5'7", and he's, he's like <laughs> jumping off of helicopters and stuff. <laughs> 
It's a film. But so no. you've got, but you've got to. You I'm know. not going to give this film any credit. Actually, fuck that. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, the stunts in a Mission Impossible film is the sort of thing that Tom Cruise can do. So also that translates into any artist that can draw fucking. She shit as well. Yeah, yeah. But really shit. Yeah. When you when it zooms in on the the picture and it's got roomies and roommates, all that went through my head was, and they were roommates. <laughs> <laughs> like it's the two of them. So yeah, so she, so this woman, who's the main character called Lizzie Kaplan's character, Beth, I think. She draws a, Sarah. She Sarah. She draws. I don't care. She she draws these crappy cartoons. They're kind of they're cute, but they're they're pretty crap. They're not. And they're, they're basically gonna, a di- they're basically a diary. You know, they're informed by incidents yeah. that happen. So when they go to an, an exhibition, it's very much like that. Dirty laundries being aired in front of everyone. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, so mm. when when the new boyfriend sees the old, they are referring to her ex boyfriend. He obviously feels a little bit mm, mm, a little bit insecure. Mm. It's all a bit weird. They're Why both, are you drawing picture of your ex? They're both. They even like they're look. They're looking at drawings of the of you know each other's uh, incidents with uh, with Sarah, and uh, they look over <laughs> their each other's shoulder and. Lock eyes across the gallery and stuff. I thought it would go like good, the bad, and ugly. Still zoom in the eyes. One of them whoops at a Glock and just kills him. <laughs> I just, I kept on wanting something really interesting to happen because the the praise on the front of the DVD box is like, it's like this is how rom coms should be. It's like shit like that. Is that right? <sighs> Indie Wire says what other rom coms should aspire to. GQ just says a feel good comedy, which could <laughs> like let's let's be honest, like the words a feel good comedy. Could be in a sense that so, you know, so save the date, kind of a feel good comedy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, like there's there's plenty of movies that are feel good comedies that aren't good films, you know what I mean? So it doesn't even mean it's good. It's more a genre than an actual yeah. description. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, feel good comedy. Yeah, let's put on a feel good comedy. It's not even that feel good. You're not going to be challenged. Even mentally ill Simon in his uh, in his wobbly phase can handle this. <laughs> <laughs> so this like the ending of the film is is meant it's meant it, it ends sort of. And I'm putting massive big air quotes around this. It ends artistically and ambiguously because at the very end, Lizzie decides to tell Jonathan or Mark Webber's character that she's pregnant. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. But just as she's about to say, the film cuts and it's the credits. Oh! So the last thing you hear is just... (gasps) It's like Jonathan. (gasps) She's... (gasps) Jonathan. (gasps) Yeah, and it's a gasp. And then yeah. that's the end of the film. And it's like, any time a film that hasn't earned the kind of arty-farty bullshit that then, then goes on to do the arty-farty bullshit just makes me hate it even more. Oh. So the docudrama filmmaking style as well, that, you know, when um, Jeffrey Arendt gets the, the guy's wedding ring stuck on his finger and the camera like zooms in really crudely to them trying to get the ring off and stuff. <laughs> Lube all over his yeah. finger. Yeah. <laughs> because this is a comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I'm going to tell you why I think Save the Day is actually a work of genius, right? Uh, so, <laughs> Here we go. So like, it's, a, it's a mumblecore rom-com. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so it's actually got like in its lineage. It's not only got the fact that it's uh, ripping off or falling in the formula of uh, when Harry met Sally. It's also informed kind of by things that have their you know like uh, Steven Soderbergh's Sex Lies and Videotape is all the way back in this film's DNA. <laughs> and I just think it's really inspiring to think about um, how an art form uh, you can you can arrive at something quite sophisticated without the filmmaker or. If, if you're making a rock album, you know they're not necessarily. <laughs> Nadim, you're you're cracking up here. 
you're fucking cracking up while I'm making a I'm serious I'm trying to take you point. seriously. <laughs> yeah, so, um, like a person contains every age that they were in the past, an art form also contains every type of thing and you know so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. this is a Bill Murrayism actually Bill Murray said this about his, his acting career it's like I feel like I contain all the ages that I was uh, throughout my life so they're all they're all in the in the like the RV uh, able to you know I'm able to ask pre younger versions of myself how I would react to this and stuff like that you know that's very T.S. Eliot man Ooh, that was very clever of you to name check T.S. Eliot too. <laughs> bravo, bravo. Yes, yes, bravo, everyone, everyone, say bravo, clever boy. Very mm-hmm. T.S. Eliot. The writer T.S. Eliot talks about that. Yeah, yeah. about how every every artist holds uh, every good artist. It's basically a node in a network of all the artists that came before, and you're just a new focusing point. Wow. Yeah, so, so save, save the Date is a really... Save the Date is one of those it's points. It's a really sophisticated uh, uh, weave, yeah. weave of uh, mumblecore and indie drama and rom-com. Of course, you yes. Know? Great point. Carefully on. balanced. Carefully balanced elements. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> can't do this anymore <laughs> so let's talk about the scene where Alison Brie shouts across at Lizzie Chartler oh. so Alison P- Brie plays Beth and Beth is shouting at Lizzie Kaplan's character of Sarah 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 she does Sarah. it it's just 20 like, times Sarah Sarah you know, like that. and uh, you know it's like Beth yes and they have like you know Lizzie's got that sort of look in her eyes like you know my annoying fucking sister mm. <laughs> it all ends with Beth shouting something and an, 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 what was it an inappropriate kind of request it's to, about the band playing her wedding yeah the band have to play our wedding oh, do you think that right. do you think he'll be okay with it have you asked him or can you ask him and it's like I'm not in any hurry to get in touch with my ex and all that you know and it's it's <laughs> like a really like low key this is the way that normal people fall out and uh, if uh, if they weren't connected by you know uh, actually being sisters blood yeah she would have been told to fuck off for good on a night like that absolutely yeah drink in the face you would tell a friend to fuck off for good after that but of course she's her sister so she just gets away with walking up and going hi that was obnoxious sorry (laughs) and then it's all good again it's fine in the world of movie land in the world of sisterhood uh, it's all good. See, I think this is a perfect example of fart cinema in a way. Because this, to me, during this film, it made me appreciate... I think the fact that it's... It made you appreciate life where you don't have to sit in front of a film like this. It made yeah. you appreciate the gentle song of a bird. <laughs> just get, tomorrow morning, Nadim's going to get a tear in his eye just listening to the birds sing on his <laughs> At least table. it isn't Save the Day. <laughs> At least I'm not trapped in front nah, of a I think, I think DVD. The fact, that, the fact that Lizzie Kaplan is in it, who's, she's now kind of, she's sort of big. She's not big, big. She's big enough. I recognise her. Alison Brees, sort of big again. The two guys, f*** them, I don't care. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> like, two talented actresses, are in this film, but they're both crap in it. To me, that just demonstrates the power of a good director and a good writer. And this film has neither, so it's kind of it's nice. It's it's a life. Of would you film. feel? Would you show this if you were like a, a teacher of film? Would you show this to the students? This is how you don't do it, kids. This is how you don't direct a good actress. You know? This is how you don't do it. It's you're true just like, because look. Alison Brie is is not even just so a character can be unlikable and still be a good character, right? 
Yeah. Like like Joffrey from Game of Thrones, right? Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> Alison Brie's character, while not quite a sadistic psychopathic murder, she's just really obnoxious. And the film seems to think she's nice. I don't know. She just <laughs> hates babies. She hates babies, yeah. And then goes, can't you see we're crying? We can't have an abortion right now. I so, forgot about that for oh. a moment. Yeah. This movie goes. This movie wades through the kind of mud of of rom coms. Then it is like rom com, rom com. Yeah. So when the lights go up and uh, you address your class after showing this film, you've got like a sort of weird look on your eye. You go, "I hope you've learned something today." <laughs> and then you open your drawer and like get like a take a hit from the bottle of whiskey. Or yeah, whatever, yeah. yeah. I think I'd just apologize. <laughs> I'm sorry I put you through that, but please Troll. never submit. You know what, guys? Like I'm not going to apologize. I fucking included this film in the podcast, and if, <laughs> it's one of those things where whatever reaction you have, it's what you deserve. Yeah, you know, you yeah. deserve it. You know, this was what you deserved. It's like, a, you know, I don't know what I did to deserve <laughs> that, <laughs> but it was perfectly, perfectly summed up. We actually, when my mum walked up the stairs and went, "So, Cameron, what did you think?" And I said, "That was the biggest pile of shit I've ever watched in my life because I never want to see it again <laughs> ever." How did your um, mum know it was finishing? Did she just hear the credits? She, she pro- I think I, I think I uttered something like. Thank fuck for that. Thank God that's over, yeah. <laughs> All of the mistakes I've made. It's an endless loop. We're never going to get over it. Oh, imagine being made to watch this film over and over. Oh, It like... does portray the most dysfunctional family I've ever seen ever. <laughs> oh, the sisters hate each other. I'm pregnant, but I don't know who's the dad. Oh, they're postponing the wedding. I know. Let's go and see mum and dad. They'll cheer us up. Oh, yeah, by the way, we're getting a divorce. Oh, no, I need to have an abortion. Oh, no, I'm not going to have an abortion anymore. I wonder who man is, what man I'm going to choose. Oh, the men are fighting over me. Oh, oh. But what date are they saving? I think. Is what... it the date of the divorce, the pregnancy, or the wedding? So, that's the ultimate question. I think, I think that's the point of the film, Cam. <laughs> It's an existential question. Yeah. Exactly. What date and teeth are we all saving? In it's interpretive, lives? man. Yeah. It's all about the art, guys. You guys just need to take it in a little bit more and enjoy I the don't fact want to take any more of this You see, Karen, you're, you're, you're feeling the fear now. And yeah. that's when you expand. You want to expand yeah. over the fear and encompass it and move forward. Simon, you're absolutely right. I'm just going to yeah. check myself into therapy after this. Yeah. <laughs> and when they say, what's the problem? I'll say... Too much stock and too much shit rom-coms. <laughs> it's too much stock, man. It's what stock. does that mean? What does stock mean? What are the start points? What are the end points of an album, of a song, of a film like Save the Date? And then the fucking kids in the background going, and he's like, oh, right, coming, we're, we're harking back too much to Metallica now. <laughs> <laughs> have you, have no, you, the episode's more or less done, by the way. I have nothing more to say about the masterpiece that is Save the Date. I have nothing to declare, but utter discontent with this film and I probably will never watch it again I actually might watch it again for fun <laughs> please don't do I watch it again no. you know what let's put it back on now no. come on guys giant penis can I just go back in the wall now Jonathan <laughs> Jonathan you've got a giant penis Cameron get back to the fucking hidey hole now okay thanks for having me on guys no problem at all see you later <laughs> back to the fly hidden wall get the fuck out of here Cameron <laughs> Alright, this episode's over. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, I don't know. What is it? <laughs>